0: Street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Hi, I'm Dolly, also known as Juggling Lessons. I've been a programmer and a teacher before I retired, and my current hobby is to create teaching materials for street epistemology. Lately, I've been interviewing people involved with street epistemology and live-streaming them on my YouTube channel, which you can find at youtube.com user slash jugglinglessons. And we are live. Hello today. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, and the, well, thank you for joining us in our discussion about SE. Today, I have an interview with Mark Solomon. Mark Solomon is uh, a podcaster that uh, Reed Reed Nicewander introduced me to, and uh, I listened to uh, just e- even an hour of his stuff, and I came to a 90% confidence that I would like to learn things from Mark, and that my audience would really like to learn. Mark, tell us about yourself.
1: The most important thing you need to know is that I have chickens as well, and I see you have chickens, and sometimes chickens interrupt me during my broadcasts. since now that I'm broadcasting outside ever since COVID. So um, that is, uh, we have that in common. Um, but uh, I uh, haven't been doing SE for very long. I, I didn't really know much about SE until I just stumbled across Reed's videos and I began watching them and I was probably just halfway through my first video when it just dawned on me that this just cognitive behavioral therapy is what what this is I mean it's just we are instead of reality testing somebody's belief about themselves we are testing someone's claim about the universe. And it's pretty much similar, the the way, similar way to go about it. And as a clinical psychologist, I would talk this way to patients when they were, I would talk, I have the reality test, the claims about themselves. But um, I liked what Reed was doing so much. And I thought that this was such an important thing to do that I just thought I'd Give it a shot. And that's really how it happened.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I found you unusual in that uh, you didn't read the books. You just watched some of Reed's and Anthony's videos. And obviously you cheated by being a cognitive behavioral therapist that that apparently put you a significant leg up.
1: Well, I've been doing this for years. I mean, but just in a very different context, what I do on the show, mm-hmm. the, the, the radio show or the podcast or whatever, it's not, I'm not, functioning as a psychologist that would be unethical but i i okay. am just I've been, but the same techniques that i would use as a psychologist i would just use uh testing claims about the whatever a person has about the universe and um okay. yeah and, and so yeah i saw reed's videos and actually i didn't even know anthony's videos existed until uh later <laughs> so but i've since oh, wow. seen i've since seen, seen his videos too and uh Okay. And I like, I like, I mean, I thought I've learned from both. I mean, it's, they're they're obviously they're both the gurus in the SE field, and mm-hmm. so uh, I can I've definitely learned a lot from looking at both of them. So yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so can you tell me about the overlaps between SE and cognitive behavioral therapy? the uh, The techniques that we're using that are used in both. Yeah, uh, and and are there formal names for them in the other? in the other field that maybe we should be using better jargon.
1: No, I think jargon's fine. I think uh so cognitive behavioral therapy is you sit down with someone or the patient or a client and they're having trouble functioning in the world, they have trouble adjusting in the world and you try mm-hmm. to find why that is. You try to reality test whatever thoughts they have about themselves. And mm-hmm. It's under the idea that people have these automatic thoughts about themselves, like I'm not worthy or I can't mm-hmm. do this or or uh, mm-hmm. no. Or if people have tendencies like to catastrophize, like um, if one mm-hmm. small thing happens, then they say, well, the whole world's ending, you know, like those kinds of things. Um, and you reality test, those kind of those claims about the universe with their history of what's really true and mm. and. You, reality, you, you test what's really true in their lives with what they say is true about themselves, and that's and then you have uh-huh. them hold both in their hands together, and you see a dissimilarity, yeah. and and that's when change happens. To put that in a nutshell, hopefully explain that well. Yeah, and then in, in, in yeah, SE, yeah. what I try to do is uh, when someone makes a claim about the universe, uh, well, the first thing I do. The most important thing I do is probably as important as the SE is. And other people have talked about this is absolutely 100 percent is rapport. You Mm -hmm. have to have really good rapport with the person, which I find amazing because when I see Reed and Anthony's videos, they often, you know, it's quick. They launch right into it and they put a timer on. And I think it's amazing they're able to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. and I come out a little bit differently when I sit down with somebody, what you don't hear on the podcast or the radio shows, I'm just talking Mm -hmm. with them for 20 minutes, 30 minutes about Mm -hmm. nothing, about just whatever they want to talk about, really, the weather. So just deeper rapport building ahead of time. I just hang out and chat with them. And that, Mm -hmm. that takes me half the way. It really does. Mm -hmm. I mean... If you can have this a good rapport with somebody and they trust you and already they're not you know they're not starting from a defensive point. They're starting from right. well, let's explore this together kind of thing. And so I try to do that. And once I feel that that's been established, then I'll launch into the SE. Um, and I tr- and that's you know I'm not as good as Reed or Anthony and because they go right into it and they, and they have their lines of, of reasoning and it, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's cool to, it's cool to follow them how they do it. And I, I, I sort of more take the journey. Like, like I have a question in my Mm -hmm. mind and I think I'll get there. Like it'll come up again. I'll figure it out. I'll get there. But you know, I, sometimes I won't ask quite the right question the way I intended to ask it. And like, it doesn't quite, bring me to where I want to be, but it's a long format. It's so I'm doing an hour, an hour podcast or whatever. And I eventually get there, you know, eventually I make a mental note that this is something I want to explore later and I explore it. And so I think what I do is a little bit easier than what those other guys do.
0: Yeah. They're, they're shooting for a, for a time because they're trying to make very specific teaching things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I'm, I am too. And I also am really letting go, letting go of time a lot, and just assuming that if it's interesting, I can yeah. share it later, and maybe I can edit down and and call things out for a short version of things. But I don't well, that's know. interesting because
1: so, I, I never really knew why the time constraint was there. I mean, I never knew why they did that. I mean, so you're telling me just so that so it becomes a teachable moment. Is that why?
0: I yeah, it might also be a question of getting enough interlocutors. when I'm doing public events on on discord servers i try to get to two or three interlocutors per hour so that all the interlocutors get a chance to talk if oh, i'm okay. listening to the same person for the hour right. and a half that it might actually take i see i the audience doesn't get enough interaction so it's a balance between audience interaction and the best quality for each in linkus
1: i see yeah i just didn't know there was you know what the theory was behind it but uh no i think that's that's interesting um
0: Whoops. Yep. I'm going to. Okay. Uh, my video's recovered. I had a brief dropout. Okay. That happens.
1: Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, it's very.
0: Reed replies. I guess the assumption is YouTube viewers have short attention spans.
1: Oh. Okay. Well, that's that's a read's on. Oh, I see. Cool. I yeah. Reed here. Oh, I've never actually spoken to Reed. I'm glad he's there. I really respect what Reed does quite a bit. Um, and I what I do. What I expect, what I really respect most about him, is that he does something that I find that I could, it would be very difficult for me to do, to go mm-hmm. to a public park, camp mm-hmm. my butt down there, and have, and just put myself out there and have people, you know, I, I just my personality mm-hmm. style, I'm, that would frighten me. <laughs> okay. And so that's interesting. Yeah. That, yeah. And I think that that would that's that's uh, cool that he does that. What You know, I do it more of a when I'm asking somebody if they want to talk or it's 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 usually email exchanges first. And uh-huh. for every every one person I get on the show that I've asked to come to the show, maybe 20, 25 mm-hmm. people say no or don't respond. So wow. it's a very, it's a it's a high as you would imagine, it's a pretty high turndown rate. Because I am,
0: I'm getting such better odds than that. I'm getting 50-50. No,
1: no, really? No. I, yeah. No, no. The thing
0: is, in almost all of those cases, I have been in a public event where I have interacted with them, uh, either as a, uh, they make a claim or I make a claim and they interrogate or something like that. So I'm selecting from the people who I've already done some SE with. Yeah. Oh, I
1: think we lost you. think we lost him well um should I uh yeah so um when I uh I do have a high turnaround right I think that makes sense because people are talking about you know I'm asking people would you talk about your beliefs and that Mm -hmm. automatically puts people strike one against you on the defensive and I get that uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a difficult topic, I think, for people to discuss on air, even when you are saying you're, I want to talk about your belief and what easier thing presumably would it be for you to talk about than your beliefs. And but people do seem to shy away, especially when they uh, there's I and I and I, and I want to be completely open. So every time I ask somebody, I send a link to a prior broadcast or prior uh, podcast um because i don't i mean i don't this is not a secret of what i'm doing i i want people to know and if they want to prepare that's fine but that's probably why i get a lot of turndowns is people will listen to a show and and then they decide it's something they probably don't want to do let's it's okay yeah. and and usually when i do people yeah. get people on it's because i've sent them the link and usually they just don't listen to the link <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah. They they don't step up to the, to the question. That's fine.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, is there any claim that you would refuse to examine?
1: Is there a claim that i no, I don't think, um, well, probably given my background, I'd feel uncomfortable with like anti-Semitic claims and other kinds of claims like that. I think I would, probably not be your guy to do that with i think i, I would like to it's better if i am emotionally detached i think so something like that i think would be difficult for me to 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 divorce my feelings about and just investigate the claim and also i probably would be nervous to do that okay okay I don't know if I um
0: <laughs> i think so uh by the way if any of the any if any of the local discordians want to post a question to mark uh you can type it and we'll the producers will process it through or uh if you'd like to ask him you're in your own voice uh let us know we'll unmute. Sure. You and go from there
1: and i recognize some people there too i see nicholas hi nicholas uh okay. There's read and oh cool yeah it's uh, now that i've been in the community yeah. For a while, it's kind of it's cool. You get to rec- you recognize people from Reddit and recognize people from uh, the Facebook SC page and here now, which I didn't even know existed. But so yeah, it's it's I like yes I like the SE community because um, my experience of them so far of them or us or whatever is um, it's very anti-troli for the most part that it's. You know, people really are there to learn and kind of help each other. And I like that. It's nice.
0: Have any of your interlocutors ever lost their temper and abruptly departed?
1: Yes. I had um, one. It's the same one, and I'll never air it. It's the same one who sat down with me, and I realized relatively quickly that the person was probably – a little emotionally unstable, um, maybe. Just wasn't really up to doing this. And and I probably, in retrospect, should have stopped it right there. But the person was sitting there, and it was kind of hard not to do anything about that. So just sitting there, I decided to kind of go into it, and then I regretted that. Then uh, the person left. And that was my fault, because there were the signs that i probably should have just stop just stop the interviews just not worth it
0: um, i'm going to step out of the room for just a moment and back in for video freezing reasons
1: all right. <laughs> hi there
0: okay now i you? see you and you're moving again thank you All right. Sometimes this happens. That's one of the reasons why we use Discord is sometimes uh, I'm sorry, Skype, because sometimes Discord has this droppy thing problem. Oh, yeah, we're totally doing it live. That is so true. Uh, May I have the next question? Yep, Yeah. How often when doing SE in public, do you have a reasonable fear or an unreasonable fear or maybe stage fright?
1: Every time I get nervous every time time I, I sit down with somebody, I get nervous. I really do. Um, I want to do a good job. Mm -hmm. I want to be clear headed. I want Mm -hmm. to be able to be present in the moment where when somebody introduces a claim or says something that I'm flexible to enough to recognize it and to move Mm -hmm. and to move down that path. And sometimes, like, I'll listen to, I'm I'm sure we're all our own worst enemies in that uh, sense, but I'll listen to myself. And after I've done a broadcast, and I'll say, ah, I should have said this here, or I should have said that would have been a good point to, to," and I'm sure you've had the same experience, I I would imagine. And um, everything I've done live.
0: No, everything. I I actually haven't done any edited release later se's i started live live on twitch with reed
1: yeah and
0: live on discord with people and uh and so i haven't
1: you not second guess yourself when you oh i totally
0: do yeah i totally do but there's no opportunity to pull it back i gotta just. i gotta call myself on it just call right and usually what i'll do is just openly say I broke a rule here. It was I brought these facts. I I broke a rule there, There's, and I'll just say it. Uh, and then and then people either forgive me or they don't. But it becomes a teaching moment.
1: Yeah, no, I get nervous. I do. Maybe it's just my personality too. But I I just mm-hmm. I want to do a good job. And I think sometimes I think I'm I'm listening to someone. And I'm like, is this even worth what I'm doing right now? And so mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I do get nervous about it. Especially, I mean, probably because I haven't been doing it for too long, mm. and, and I 26 think that podcasts? that's a while. Well, six, maybe six months worth. Okay. And and, and it's, it's 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 a skill. I mean, it's it's something that you practice and that you get better at. I know of, I mean, I kind of come from a different background than most, but. Um, it's something you definitely can get better at, especially when you have an interlocutor and they say something and then you oh I've recognized this this has happened before mm-hmm. like i've done mm-hmm. it, i've done this this like I've been here before, and you have a better sense of where to go and and that kind of thing <laughs> but it's also mm-hmm. it's it's easy to because of uh me getting nervous about it. Sometimes I can get stuck in a rut about like you know, having the same mm-hmm. kind of thought experiments because I know how they fo- unfold or and sure. not try new things. Um, but, I'm, you know, I try to branch out a little bit, too, on that. Cool. cool.
0: Yeah. I, I For myself, um, yeah. I have ridiculous, overwhelming stage fright, even on yeah. simple things, even going out into a crowd at Disneyland is too much for me unless yeah. I have a role that I can study for. If you gave me a uniform at Disneyland and say, right. go be a Tin Man. Oh, I'm ready. I'm good. I know exactly what's expected of me. I can just do this. Dunk, 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 dunk. Go be a Tin Man. Go be a Tin Man. No problem. Uh, right. But the idea of but. being an ordinary person, that's far too complicated. I, I don't know how to do that at all.
1: <laughs> oh. That's funny. Well, that's the thing. I'm an actually extreme introvert. So um, Yeah, me too. That's another Yeah. It's, I don't... People probably have some misconceptions that people who are, do this kind of thing have no problem being in front of people, but I have a lot of problem doing that. Yeah. I'm nervous? Yeah. Now.
0: <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I am, but in a good way. I'm okay with it. It feels, it feels fine.
1: Yeah, but uh, what I really like it's a, it what, feels like caffeine. <laughs> when you're doing good se, it's yeah. There's there's not there's not a better high when you're kind of in that groove yeah. and you're. And you're not thinking you're not even really thinking about it too much. It's just it's just generating. It's just the next the next mm-hmm. step is coming to you. And the next question, the next question you ask is is where you go. It just seems like the logical process. And that hasn't happened too much. But sometimes when you're in that groove, you feel like you feel it, you know, and and that's really mm-hmm. it's, it feels good. Uh, you know, and I feel like you're doing something that's right, feeling that you're doing mm-hmm. something that's, you know, maybe making a difference. Who knows?
0: Somebody comments, I'm an extrovert without shame. It's a problem. That's nah, not been a problem for me so far, but, you know, I've only known you for you know, a week or two.
1: It probably Make makes, question, makes you good doing uh, SE in public, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, maybe.
0: Maybe. Yeah. You'll have to tell us, <laughs> Uh The Real Reading has a question. Uh, would you like to voice it? or? Um, yeah,
1: sure. Um, uh, yes, go ahead. there. Uh, so I was talking to Dali about this earlier, but I would love to see uh, some actual research conducted on SE. But for that, before that to happen, it's got to get the attention of the people that would do the research. Um, have you heard, or being in the, psycho- the field of psychology, are you yeah. hearing uh, it being brought up more? Or in my, in my field, when I bring this up to fellow psychologists or friends or people I went to internship with or anything like that, no one has heard of SE. But to be honest, I hadn't heard of SE really before six months ago. I mean, and that's, I don't know if, who's in charge of our outreach campaign. I mean, I'm, I'm joking, of course. But it seems like something to me that is really important, which rivals the importance of when I actually see patients. I mean, I really think... Conducting SE is like the antidote to what's going on right now. I don't know what else, what other answer there is. I mean, to the power of conversation, to the power of us talking and asking questions and having people examine their own beliefs. I don't know what else there truly, what else truly that is there. And I, I'm very passionate about it. I think it's, and I think there should be studies on it. I've imagined that there's not uh, because it's just not known. Um, and uh, but I'm glad we're all here talking about it now and 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 that we can make it known.
0: Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, uh, several months ago, I spent, oh, I don't know, a day or two looking into what it would take to make some study. Something happen, And yeah, it was monumental, just. Just the structure of what it would take to get started was was so far beyond the resources I had available that. uh,
1: What's your background? uh, I just
0: had to put it on the shelf. Is your background? I'm I'm retired. I I used to be a computer programmer. Okay,
1: I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's, yeah. To conduct to conduct a study like this. I'm just trying to think of how we would do it. But I mean, what would be the control arm? And I don't know how we would
0: how that would work. I'm not sure what we're measuring yet either, other than the first one of measuring that we're not doing harm. Measuring that that we're not doing harm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. Well,
0: have you read, have you read the have to have impossible conversations? There are like a really rich notes that you actually can go through these studies cited there.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't read, um, the, Typical books people have read in this, and I mm-hmm. I plan to. It's just that I've mm-hmm. I just come from I just come from it from a different uh, area uh, angle, and I think you know what I told Reed was, yeah I see that how to have impossible conversations. Cool, mm-hmm. oh, yeah okay, um, yeah. and I when I first started doing the show I texted Reed, um, and I just basically told him that when I'm doing my show, I just try to uh, model myself after him. And Mm -hmm. I think of how Sam Harris would ask a question because I really like how he asks (laughs) questions as well. And um, interesting. You should mention that, but that's controversial or not or not. But I don't think so. (laughs) But um, I like uh, I like how both people do their approach. And I try to kind of keep that in mind. Um, when I, when I'm doing my SE, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. All right. What actions
0: could an examiner take that would disqualify a conversation from being SE by your personal definition of SE, not what you think the general, but for your standards, what would disqualify, what kind of actions could an examiner take that would disqualify a conversation from being your kind of SE?
1: My kind of SE, um... Can you give me an example of what you mean? Maybe I'm just not Oh, sure.
0: If I hit you with a hammer, that would be against rapport. So that would that would be an example for me. So if you were, if uh, you were conducting MC, SE
1: with me and you hit me with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So you're yeah totally. You know, so what you're saying is, is it appropriate to, um, you know, maybe strict SE? You're asking questions and you're not interjecting any kind of statement or value judgment. Maybe. Okay. Okay. I mean, is that what you're saying?
0: That might be it. That would that would be one answer that that you should not bring a position, argue from a position yeah. when you're coming into SE. That was one answer I got.
1: Yeah, I I'm of two minds of that, um, and I because I've done both, I've done it both mm-hmm. ways, and I like the blank slate model where you're. You know just asking questions and have the person discover what they're going to discover on their own accord um but then i try to think of how change happens how behavioral change Mm -hmm. happens and the goal of se is i presume for people to examine their own beliefs and the reliability of their beliefs and presumably change their beliefs Mm -hmm. if it is discovered that the beliefs might not be as reliable as they thought yeah and yeah, so I, I
0: look at it like having them adjust their conclusions based on their information their reason not mine
1: yes that's right and so what the research does suggest that when true change happens you mm-hmm. want their there's a mis maybe a misconception is that you don't want the person to be anxious or you know you don't want them to be um offended or i don't know if that's the right word but there needs mm-hmm. to be some level of anxiety there has to be for change okay. to happen you change really doesn't understand behavioral change or belief doesn't happen unless yeah. you're showing them like you're putting two things in their hands that don't make sense and that by definition should uh raise their Hmm. anxiety level and then someone would search for a way to reduce the anxiety level one way would be to okay change the belief kind of a cognitive dissonance thing to change the belief to the yeah and so um and so you know i might introduce a um a statement or something Mm like that if i If I think it's going to make them a little uncomfortable, but not, no, not terribly uncomfortable, a little Mm -hmm. bit where they might like think, whoa, especially if I haven't done it like the entire time we've talked and all of a sudden I give them a point of fact or something, you know, and I think that Mm -hmm. can, you know, shake somebody a little bit. But I know that's not true SE in the as is often discussed, but.
0: Uh, it's, I'm asking about your version, you know, your yeah, yeah, version yeah. of S.E.
1: But I, should yeah. try, I think about my goal. I'm really I'm really trying to have somebody examine their own beliefs and me, too. Mm-hmm. And I'll examine mine as well. And it actually before I even start an S.E. Um, mm-hmm. talk with somebody, I have a little paragraph that I read to myself silently before oh. we talk that I tell myself what I'm doing why I'm doing it, and I tell myself because I have to remind myself that I might be wrong. It this person I'm talking to might be crystal clear and might be you know mm. what he's saying is very cogent, and I might be batshit mm-hmm. insane. And if that's yep. the case, I really want to know it. I mean, if, if, I, if what yes. I'm saying is is if what I'm thinking is not correct, I really do want to know it. And but sometimes. It's easy when you're conducting SE to fall into a t- default position where that person has a belief where their evidence is unreliable before even mm-hmm. getting into the belief. You know, it's easy to mm-hmm. it's easy to come at it that way. And I try, yeah. Yeah, I really it's easy try to not to. It's easy, to, very easy. Yeah. Yeah. The try, more
0: theistic, I, the harder it is for me. And that, that's that's yeah. something I have to be very careful uh, although mostly I just figure out ways to hide my bias behind arguing as much for or against a solution and, and that kind of thing. Uh, it, I give yeah. them a, a hypothetical alternative position. I'll say, so I have a friend that has this position and I have this right. other friend that has this position. Yeah, How would I mean, you answer them? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, always I, like, I take myself I out of arguing the position. Yeah.
1: Sure. Sure. Right. You have a third person mm-hmm. do that as well. And, but sometimes you'll we'll have um, somebody uh, just ask you what you think. And if someone asks mm-hmm. me, like, they'll ask me a direct question. And then I really do. If someone asks me a direct question, then mm-hmm. you should ask, you should answer a direct question. I mean, that's, yep. they're yep. asking you a question. So the, yep. if someone asks me what I think about something, and usually it'll be, uh, when someone asks me a question, usually it's going to be something related to truth, you know, that Mm -hmm. hurdle it's always so hard to get over to talk about other things often but um Mm. Mm. (laughs) tic-tac test much (laughs) yeah i have a forum i do that with chickens and um uh uh, yeah with reed's tic-tac box and it's just Mm -hmm. uh it's 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 so i find that fascinating how many conversations you can have and still you'll wind back right you just you just fall back right mm-hmm. there with uh, even or odd or the whatever whatever you use and it's um it seems often to happen so much it just seems to be the crux of the problem um of how we even just think about things objectively versus subjectively and if we could just rectify that mm-hmm. we'd probably be halfway there <clears throat> indeed next question please
0: and uh all of you here in the audience, uh, you get to ask questions, too. This is this is your guest as much as he's mine. Well, no, he's been all mine so far. I've been I've been keeping him to my. When would you abort an alinkus?
1: Yeah, well, like that one time we we're talking about when it was was obvious the person was not quite stable. Mm-hmm. I should have aborted probably sooner. And, uh, but you know, any kind of emotional, psychiatric issue. Um, you should. I would suggest aborting, and I could see it happening quite a bit because when someone has beliefs that are kind of far out there, sometimes Mm -hmm. there's a psychiatric flavor that, like a schizotypal personality or something unusual that might surface. Uh, So you, you might, you know, I could see how some of these kinds of beliefs that we talk to would also have underlying psychiatric issues. I mean, I think that would be a fair, Mm -hmm. I think that's a reasonable statement. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So anything like that, I would abort. Okay.
0: And how does the abort look? Does it, is that like an immediate thanks I'm done now and leave the room or is this let them talk for as long as they like and, and there's not feed into it? How do you do that?
1: I just let them talk and then I don't do a C. I just have, I just try to have a pleasant chat until we can wrap it up um just try to okay. make it na- just natural i don't abruptly stand up or anything like that but just just you know wind it up and thank you and mm-hmm. you know
0: let go uh, of the se goals and just, just let the re- let, yeah. let it be rapport until we're done it's
1: nice <laughs> it's not it's not nice. yeah
0: <clears throat> uh boris buddinov do you have a question anyway next question because, please. because when i do se right. i'm not
1: really you know which is also different than a clinical psychology practice when i'm doing se i'm not really doing it for the person i'm doing it for the audience and i'm doing it mm-hmm. for and that's why i broadcast it as a radio show foremost than mm-hmm. a podcast is because i want people to listen to it or i want people just to drive around and they just are searching through the dials and then come mm-hmm. across it because i think if people are listening to it as a my show as a podcast these are I'm probably preaching more to the choir, and I'm probably – these are people who are probably seeking me out who already know something about S.E. And I produce it as a radio show because I want people who would under no circumstance listen to this, come across it, and Mm. hear an S.E. exchange, and then think to themselves, hey, you know, I do that, or I think this, or why do I think this? And so I, when I do it, I do it, I do it for the audience. I'm not doing it mm-hmm. for the benefit of the person, even though the person would be nice if they did benefit, but I'm trying to do yeah. like a, a, be, a better, a bigger picture on that.
0: So, uh, what radio station are you on?
1: So I'm on uh, a station here. Well, my home station is a small town called Hillsboro, but I'm also on okay. Ashe, Asheville, North Carolina and uh, okay. Chapel Hill, Durham, North Carolina is another channel um sweet and if and if anybody knows a channel please it's produced as a radio show i make no money off this so i just want i really i feel very strongly about it so mm-hmm. good good good
0: <laughs> have you experienced an interlocutor that was dishonest about their position uh, and i mean this in a context where steel manning is not is not invited or expected
1: i think yeah i think what i sometimes have seen, is that people who have listened to my show, then come on my show, and they feel reluctant or hesitant to say their beliefs and how, in the level of they how they probably sense or feel them, they tamper them down. I, it'd be my mm. hunch, just because they don't so they, want.
0: Yeah. They they don't defend the full belief that they actually have. They defend something yeah. much more modest claim. Okay.
1: They make yeah, more moderate claim, or they might change the claim to sound that would maybe, in their mind, resonate more with people. Like, I believe we're all right. You know, those kinds of claims, mm-hmm. instead of a specific
0: claim. Oh gosh, yes, uh, truth relativism. Yeah, that, that's such a yeah. that that, that is a subtopic of se on its own. It's like truth relativism over here and faith over here. Those are the two side. The side channels of
1: se it's interesting because because usually the people i get here uh, who come on the show and i because i live in chapel hill and it's a very kind mm-hmm. of um it's a liberal progressive area and so i don't really get people who are more the fundamentalist right-wing people to come on my show although i'd love to have them on my show it just they don't come on my show mm-hmm. and so i usually end up getting people who are you know more acupuncturists or the hoodoo practitioners or the <laughs> wow <laughs> or um uh you know more of what we're talking about the everything's relative the postmodern feelings and thoughts that we're all correct and everything's true and we're all right uh which you know this is interesting i think that's more of kind of a, a recent thing and it's uh it's not a classic liberal idea you know, I mean, a, a classical liberal idea. So it's, I just find it fascinating. That that's often what I see.
0: Next question, please. Do you keep a file of every? <laughs> do you keep a file of everyone you've E'd on the off chance that they reach back out to you so that you can track their progress?
1: Yeah, I do. I I keep uh, and I reach out to them. Um, because, um, I have these conversations and they're, you know, these are long conversations that I have, I have, I mean, it's a, it's an hour, it can be like an hour conversation or however long it is, but for, for an hour conversation, I probably have to do an hour, at least an hour, 15 minutes of recording because I have to edit stuff and things like that. And, um, so we're like, you know, forging a relationship and there's one uh minister who's in one of my first shows and we still communicate and before covid came around we would uh drink uh whiskey together and um and so uh it's you know sometimes it works out really nicely and and i like to have i want to have ongoing relationships with with uh people just because a lot of the people i meet are nice and also um i want to know if this works i want to know if You know if i can engender some kind of change if i can uh you know help even in a small degree this crazy shit that's going on in our world right now and that and, and and it really is i mean i think you know people who if you're if you're on discord or wherever and you've thought about doing sc and you're learning to do sc do it just try it i mean you have nothing to lose and I say I'm nervous because I'm, you know, I'm broadcasting what I do, but you can just do it and just try it. And I think it's really, really important. If I mean, imagine if so many more people did this and I think we wouldn't be in part of the mess we're in right now. And, and, and you know, one of the thought experiments I use in my show often is that I, I used a, a thought experiment. I say, I say, let's pretend That we live in a time where there's a raging pandemic and half the and someone comes along with a vaccine. Half the population believes that the vaccine is dangerous and it'll kill them and they won't take it. And the other half says we should take it because it'll stop the virus and everybody will, you know, live. And so that's a thought experiment I use, but that's a That shows you how errant beliefs can really get us into some major trouble as a society. I mean, it can literally cause deaths. And if we can just, I'm not saying I have all the answers, but if we can just approach, just use an SE perspective to approach these problems. And I don't see people approaching these problems that way. You look at journalists, I don't see journalists approaching problems this way. If they're talking to somebody who, you know, maybe if they're talking to two people, one person's pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine. I don't see them employing SE. I just see them asking just point of fact questions maybe. Or, I mean, I think journalists should be trained in SE and th- they should spearhead some of this because that's their job, literally. I mean, that's what they should do. They should find out the truth. I mean, that's what journalists, I think that's their function. And so I see, I don't see journalists doing that. I'm trying to think of, if I know any journalist who does that, um, do you know one? I'm just trying to think of a journalist who who you could say practices S.E., not strictly speaking, but I think the best
0: journalists are the ones, at least when I'm judging journalists, are the ones that most closely approach it. The ones that uh, are are able to compliment back somebody for following their own uh, values and say, okay, I see how you got to that position and are, and are able to ask them questions about their own reasons and things like that. So there are some journalistic questions that lead in the direction. I don't think they're doing SE by that standard, but with, the closer they are, the better for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you do you have a name? I'm just I'm just curious what you think. I really want to know. I mean, because uh, I just you know I don't I try to stay away from cable news as much as no, possible. No, I I, I I
0: don't have a name that of uh, that I could call out that is currently doing it like yeah, I like to see. Yeah. Yeah. It is a bit, uh, does that surprise you? Uh, I don't, I don't does that surprise you? No, because I've come to realize in the last several months that there is actually only a very, <laughs> very small cadre of people doing SE. So I'm not at all surprised that the standards that I would have for what qualifies as SE for myself aren't aren't widely normalized.
1: Yeah, I don't know why this is not normalized. Why? Why? Why do you think that is? Why? I mean, and I didn't know about the community before. You know, whatever six months ago. Why, why do you think? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that this? It's. Is it that it's scary to people, or is it is it ring of atheism to people, or is it? I mean, I'm just trying to understand. I, don't, I really don't know why more people don't know about it.
0: Um, I'm just going to go with that. Uh, it's apparently. Okay, there's a lot of pushback against talk to critical thinking in religious circles. Uh, And so I think when people are demonstrating critical thinking and pushing it forward, they get pushed into the category of elitist. They get pushed into the category of getting hammered by some other means. Um, uh, Sam uh, Harris gets so much pushback from the other side for such poor... Reasons. Yes, I agree oh with gosh. you. I agree with so, you right yeah. so, so I think when we stand up and do SE, we are painting a target. Uh, here, my target looks like that. Uh, uh, like painting it. painting a target on our chest uh, socially for people to strawman us and to try to try yeah. to bang on us because we really do threaten the young earth creationist pretty hard. We really do threaten the woo merchant really hard uh it, just by saying the only the only the only bias we're gonna have is toward critical thinking now let's take that all the way. what happens
1: yeah yeah i um I think what maybe gives me hope is I think the young generation coming up the uh i don't know what we're calling them now generation z's or the one you know the zoomers. The, kids that are, the, the zoomers the kids that are protesting now get, that gives me hope because i think. The kids that are doing these sorts of things now, the kids can see through bullshit like nobody, you know. And I think, you know, the younger generation is seeing what just these batshit insane beliefs can do to a society. And you know, just because we people just chose to believe in stuff and what it's doing and it's tearing us apart. And I think the younger generation, my senses, I could be wrong, my senses that the younger generation sees this as a problem where their parents might not. And I think that gives me some hope. So I think the SE community will grow, but I think it'll be the younger, younger generation, I think. I think
0: Redding had another
1: question, is that correct? All right.
0: I think the question might be, are there any aspects of SE that you believe could be integrated into everyday conversation?
1: Well, I mean, you could argue that SE is a it's just a way of living is a way of life. I mean, you know. It's a way of um, interacting with people. It's it, it's a way If you want to interact with somebody in a pro-social way, one way not to do it would be to, here's my belief, and then that person says, well, here's my belief, and I'm wrong, you're wrong, and whatever. And so if you want to – you could argue that SC is just a way of interacting with other people that's a pro-social way, and it's designed to draw out possibly commonalities. And when there's not commonalities, at least draw out – differences and the reliability of why these differences exist and that is a lot of kumbaya because i still you know i still have to go to thanksgiving dinner like everybody else (laughs) so um but i think it you know i think when you just interact with people i it's a good way to talk to people asking questions
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do you agree? <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, and and my my family and intimates have uh, noticed a very big difference in the way I've communicated over the last two years. And, oh, really? And almost all of them are, uh, are are thumbs up and saying, I'm glad you're doing it. It makes my communication with you easier. So well, there are selfish yeah. reasons. It's good. it's good. Good. Well, and it
1: does diffuse situations like if you're at Thanksgiving dinner and all you're doing is you're not Mm -hmm. stating what you think, you're just, or your belief or evidence or whatever, Mm -hmm. you're just asking questions and people are talking, that kind of diffuses, it can diffuse a situation too. And depending on who you're talking to.
0: I haven't actually asked if you're a theist or an atheist, but I'm just going to ask what evidence would you need to be convinced of the existence of a God? Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I, I would, atheist is a, I mean, I'm not the first person to say this. It is kind of a strange word. to be like, you know, and Sam Harris talks about this as talking about a uh, in the sense of a not a, a, someone's proclaiming themselves a non astrologer. It's it's a you know, it's it's a it's a word that just means I am willing to believe whatever. If there's pr- appropriate evidence that comes along, you know, commensurate evidence Uh, Whatever that claim is. And then if if there's a commensurate evidence, I'd be happy to believe in it. Whatever. I mean, it's just I really try to be open and I try to, you know, explore my uh, talks with SE people that way. But I think I yeah, I mean, I guess I am an atheist in the sense that um, I don't haven't seen any compelling evidence to suggest I should re-examine that at this point.
0: Okay. So, hypothetically, what could you learn tomorrow that would
1: raise your confidence that
0: a God exists?
1: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, of course, I'm not the first person to say this as well, but it's a strong – it's a big claim, so it it would require some some evidence. Um, (laughs) But if Jesus Christ came out of the clouds and – I'm not sure what he's supposed to do when he comes back, but whatever he – is supposed to do if he does that, and floats around and stuff like that. I I would absolutely reexamine my, my uh, position. Um, I think uh, I would be foolish not to.
0: Thank you. Next question. If you reach a point where your interlocutor says that they would change their confidence given X evidence and you have the evidence, should you present it?
1: Right. So this is kind of what we we're talking about before. So I've done this before. Um, so my background is clinical psychology, but it's really more of clinical neuropsychology. So I kind of study the brain sciences. And so when someone makes claims, I it's hard for me to keep my mouth shut when people make more of the mind-body claims. And I think if you've listened to the show, you'll see that. Like, I don't say much, but if someone says it makes a mind-body claim, then I kind of know, I know that evidence. I know that research pretty well. And so I kind of really will go there. I'll kind of want to see, like, I'll ask um, how they think the mind operates uh, separately from the brain or if the mind could operate it through if we had no brain you know i i think that that's uh i do um sometimes go down that road
0: so imagine that you're talking to somebody who desperately wants to teach people to do se
1: imagine what's your evidence
0: Uh, no what uh, I imagine that you're talking to somebody who desperately wants to learn wants to teach to do people SE. to do SE. I want to do, I want to teach people to do SE. You
1: What's your advice to, to me?
0: What, what things should I make sure to cover? What are the most important check boxes on the list for a teacher oh, of SE?
1: Well, I mean, I think, you know, the rapport thing I talked about earlier, I think it's really important. Um, but also, I mean, not that people aren't doing this, I guess, but it's easy to not be honest with yourself when you're doing SE. It's easy It kind of relates to the, what I was talking about in in this in the sense that you really need to teach people to approach every conversation with the idea at least initially the thought the notion that you might be completely wrong everything that you thought to this point your beliefs your you know the evidence that you've relied on everything that you've seen up to this point could be wrong and if you approach things that way i think it'll make you better because the In a interlocutor will see that they'll see that you're you're open i mean you're still asking the appropriate questions and you're still um you're still challenging if you need to the reliability of the belief that's being presented but they they'll be able to see that you will be you'd be able to come to their side if if you saw something heard something that you had not expected or heard or saw before and that will that will come across and if 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 people see the other thing if they see the other if they see mm-hmm. if they see you know what they don't you know i think they don't want to see um and i know se and atheism isn't the same and i, I and I, although i do fully recognize that probably there's a lot of people in se probably are atheists but yeah it's a big they open. don't yeah but I, don't, I the person being interviewed probably doesn't want to doesn't want to see you coming from the perspective is that i'm an atheist who doesn't have who doesn't who's not burdened by the beliefs that you're burdened with kind of thing you know what i mean and so um yeah yeah i, should, I gotta not have that attitude i did yeah. from
0: about year two to year six of my atheist i definitely
1: and such right. it's been a while right yeah and so it's just i think that's what i would teach and and um some of that stuff i guess is hard to teach because you know it's just interacting with people if you just how well you can read people it's hard to teach that i guess okay but everybody should still try it. i'd like Yes. I'd like to open up to the
0: room. Does anybody else have any further questions, comments from Mark? Anybody? Boom. We have a bunch of quiet introverts that, that, that oh, are no attracted worries. to the show. It's obvious. Yeah. yeah. They, they're good at typing. Can SE be used effectively with an agenda to
1: convince somebody towards a position? You mean like an agenda that's not true or uh? like, or just your own agenda, or, hmm.
0: How about if I believe evolution really, really, really is true? And I'm talking to a theist. Can I convince them toward evolution is true?
1: Well, it would be used to show, or it would be used to help them gain the access or insight to their position is false, but not necessarily that evolution is true. Am I saying that right? Would that make sense?
0: Okay. Because you're not. So you're not it's, professing it's okay a for you to come the position. It's okay for you to come to a position that young Earth is false. That's okay to come with that position, but
1: not that evolution is true. Oh, oh no, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I um, well, I don't come with a position. I wouldn't. I guess when I do, I say I don't come with a position like that. I don't. Yeah. Um. But I'll examine if someone okay. says that. But if someone says that their position is that the Earth is six thousand years old, I will. Mm-hmm. I'll try to ask the same kinds of questions, whether the person says that Earth is, you know, three, uh, five point six billion years old. Um, mm-hmm. I'll try to approach it the same. I try to four point six. I'm way. gonna fight you. Oh, four point okay. six. That's right. I'm I'm messing with you. Yeah. Is it four point six?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is whatever uh are you aware of some of the criticisms of SE some see it as dishonest and maybe manipulative and if you think then do you think there's any merit to any of those um complaints
1: it's dishonest if you don't tell people what you're doing i mean when i um, introduce, when i invite people on i send them an old everybody gets an old clip an old uh show that they can listen to so Full disclosure, you can see what I do. You can see I ask a lot of the same questions, and I think it can be dishonest. Yeah, if you if you are talking to someone and they, and you are challenging the reliability of their beliefs and they don't know you're doing that, yeah, I think you, there's an, there's an ethical principle behind it. They should know what's going on.
0: Okay. So uh, disclosure and consent, and then you're you're good. Disclosure. Good. Thank you.
1: Consent, and that's it.
0: Yeah. Good. Good. All right. We're at fifty-eight minutes. Do you yeah. have? I, I I I I'm not going to cut you off uh, if if you have more to say. I want to hear from you. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to address?
1: No, I just group? I really. Um, I think uh, this these last six months have been really um, a good six months for me. That I've joined the SE community. I really, um, I really, it's a good community. I mean, people have reached out to me, and people have, have been really, you know, nice. And and you know, people told me what they've liked about the shows, and they told me what they don't like, but in a nice way of how I think I should change things, and I often take up, I often um, take those kinds of advice. I take that kind of advice, advice very seriously. If someone emails me and it's not a hate email. Um, I take their, I take what they say, people say very seriously. Cause I want to do, I want to do a good job. I want to do a, I keep on doing a better job at, at this. I want to keep on learning. And I think that is what I like about the SE community is that it invites people who are in this community are generally open kind of people. They are generally people who want to learn. They're generally people who want to know what is true. I mean, how could you not like somebody who wants to know true things? Um, And it's, it's, uh, I hope it remains this way. I hope it's, you know, I hope it it stays this way. It's, it's a, it's a cool thing.
0: Okay. Uh, It seems like, we are ready to close. We are done with the questions. Uh, I, I really appreciate you coming to the to the show today. Thank Here you. is a list of five of my favorite uh, SE-related channels. You can't see it; they can't. Okay. Uh, and uh, th- these, uh, along with several others, are on the promoted list on my channel. If you are really into street epistemology, want to mm-hmm. understand about the methods, and uh, there's Great resources on streetepistemology.com, provided by Street Epistemology International. Thank you much, Mark, for coming, you, and all the other guests on the channel. This has been a delight. I wouldn't do this without you. I couldn't do this without you.
1: Thanks for doing this. This was really is a great is a great idea.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, And if you out there would like to be a guest on my channel for discussion about SE or any of the other uh, of the eight categories that I do on this show, I look forward to hearing from you. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization.